What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tapping into another episode of the Mindful Moneymakers podcast, where we break down all the tips, tricks, and mindset shifts you need to make if you want to live a life by design instead of by default. Today, we have a, such a special guest, such an amazing energy. I have had the opportunity to connect with her in real life and not just in the virtual space. And I got to tell you that she is amazing. Her energy is A1. Today, we're talking with Jess DeBose, who is a master ADHD coach, the founder of ADHD Get Shit Done Boot Camp. She's a published author and all-around badass. She loves helping CEOs and leaders who have ADHD learn their own way to love their superpower so that they can live freely and abundantly. Today, we're talking to Jess. How are you? Thank you for, te- for spending some time with us today. I am great. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, it's a it's an honor. I, I've been looking forward to reconnecting with you since we did meet up in San Diego. You know, was that years ago now at this point? <laughs> like yeah, two and a half, two I think two and a half years ago. Jeez Louise, time flies <laughs> when you're having fun, huh? Yes. That's dope. I, I'm glad that we have the opportunity to reconnect and kind of share our experience, share our love, share our medicine. You know, in a collaborative space this time around. Um, before we get into it, you know, I, I kind of gave you a brief, uh, you know, introduction to the audience. I want to give you the opportunity to kind of tell us a little bit more about how you got started and what you're doing, where you are now, and what can we expect from you in the near future? Those are some really great questions. Um, so people ask me like, how did you get into coaching? And I'm like, well, I've been coaching my whole life. I didn't just didn't know that's what I was doing. Um, I didn't know coaching was a profession until maybe five years ago. Um, and I was actually looking to get back into school to get my master's in counseling. And I found out about the coaching um, sphere. And so immediately I got my uh, certification through the Hendricks Institute, doing some coaching through them. And shortly after that, I found Preston Smiles and joined Kaboom and did some business training with the the coaching side. And um, I was struggling with who to coach because in the coaching space, you can coach anybody for anything, anything you're looking for, you can find. And so I, I was dabbling in different places like breakups and like grief and different things and nothing was really aligning. And um, I my roommate at the time kept asking me like, when are you going to do your workshop on ADHD? And I had all this like imposter syndrome because I myself don't actually have ADHD and most ADHD coaches do have ADHD. And so I was like, I can't, what? Um, But then I finally jumped in and did my first ADHD um, workshop last year in August and everything has just lined up since then and has been amazing. And I I love to tell a little bit about my ADHD journey myself because most people with ADHD have their own story and their journey through it. And it's it's really amazing to hear their stories. But mine actually started in college. Um, I I have a degree in music education. So in one of my education classes, I had this wonderful professor who did a ADHD simulation. And what happened was in class is like, we were just having class like normal, but all these things kept happening. So somebody in the hallway was vacuuming. Someone kept turning the lights on and off. Someone had like, would get up and go throw their trash away. And then someone had like this Aflac duck 
So in the middle of class, it just kept going like Aflac, Aflac. And I'm like, what is like, we're in class. Uh, and then the professor was going faster and faster through the slides. And I had no idea what was going on. So I threw my pen on the table and crossed my eyes and thinking to myself, like, I cannot learn. I don't understand. So finally he stopped and he said, people with ADHD, it's not that they can't pay attention. It's that they pay attention to everything. And my mind was blown because prior to that, all I knew about ADHD was like, can't sit still, can't pay attention. But since then, we've, I've learned <laughs> that there's so much more to it than that. And that's a whole different paradigm. So anytime I met somebody with ADHD, I would ask them a bazillion questions, like, because I was so interested in how our brains could work so differently. And so I just, I'm a collector of ADHDers. They are some of my most favorite people in the world. I've lived with many of them. I have been married to one of them and no word though we're no longer married, we're still really good friends. And so I just have lots and lots of ADHD years in my life and I love working with them. That's dope. And so many things are coming up from what you said um, that, that I really love and resonate with. One being, you know, this idea that you can serve a community that you're not necessarily, you know, facing the same challenges, having the diagnosis of ADHD, but still having you know, the ability to overcome, because I know imposter syndrome must be a, a huge thing, a huge challenge to overcome with all the questions that you're asking. And I think that that's special because the, the last experience that I did have with you in person was me overcoming that, you know, imposter syndrome around who I'm going to serve, serving women, you know, pr you know mainly. And, and to hear that, you know, we have that in common it is super dope. Uh, I want to dive into a bunch of parts of that, but before we do that, can we dive into that experience that you had uh, of serving people that you may feel like you're not the right person and finding out exactly why you are the right person? Yeah, so <clears throat> part of the reason that my roommate kept asking me was because I kept teaching her about her own ADHD. And I like to say there are different flavors of ADHD and she just happened to say the same flavor as my ex-husband. So it was really funny to me, especially in a place of, um, because I've done a lot of healing. When I was married, I did not appreciate my ex-husband's ADHD for what it was, it drove me crazy. But um, now that I understand a lot more about myself and about ADHD, it was very amusing. So I just kept teaching her about her own ADHD. And then I had gone on a couple of dates and now a really good friend with somebody else who has ADHD and I taught him a lot about his ADHD and so I just kept seeing this happening is like okay I don't have this but I'm teaching other people about their own ADHD not to mention um as empathetic as I am I can I can understand a lot more than I think most people can um and so I will never understand complete what it completely what it's like to have ADHD there's something to be said about helping bridge the gap because people with ADHD don't understand how people with neurotypical brains work. So an example is that people with ADHD have this thing called time blindness. Time blindness. They have actually no concept of time. Two minutes and five years are the same thing in their brain, um, which sounds crazy, but that's, that's true. And so as a neurotypical person, most people who are neurotypical have like an internal clock. They can gauge a little bit how time is, even if it's not exact. And so somebody with ADHD who's never had this conversation before doesn't even know this is why all of their neurotypical friends are getting mad at them for being late, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, so having, have, being able to bridge the gap between the neurodivergent and neurotypical world in that way is really, really beautiful. Yes, indeed. Oh, <laughs> yes, indeed. That's it. That is beautiful. Beautiful indeed. And one thing that is also beautiful is uh, your perspective on ADHD. I, I know I have some friends that would say, you know, why, why do you claim that? Why do you claim ADHD? They're, they're speaking of why do you speak things into existence? Why do you give things certain power? And my perspective is that it is a superpower from what I've learned about ADHD is that there's so many different, you know, facets of it that if you look at the totality, there's a huge benefit, I think, to, you know, just becoming aware of your neurodivergence, right? Uh, what, what, what can you say to how you call ADHD a superpower and how can we shift the mindset, you know, around it being like the, a deficit as it is in its name to an actual uh, benefit or a superpower? Yeah, this is definitely a controversial topic in this world um, because what some people see is if I say it's a superpower, I'm taking away from the challenges that they have and that's not what I'm doing. Um, with Because people with ADHD live in a world that is designed for people who are neurotypical, you are going to have challenges as a result of that. That's absolutely true. So I don't wanna take away from that at all. However, there are some amazing things that ADHDers do with their brain that I cannot do at all. It's like, like my ex-roommate, my former roommate rather, um, I was like, I had a program, I had all this stuff up on a board and I was creating a program for coaching and I could not come up with a title. She looked at all of it, closed her eyes and in 20 seconds had the most beautiful title ever. That is not something my brain can do. And so ADHD is, it's like you have this supercomputer in your mind and you, the way that you're able to hyper-focus on things for hours at a time, you can do more work in a shorter amount of time than most neurotypical people. Now, there are challenges with that. If you forget to eat and then you forget your appointments or whatever, that's a whole other thing. But there's something really magical and beautiful about what you're capable of doing with ADHD. One, one of the most interesting things that I've learned about uh, people with ADHD is because, you know, we always hear about it, it's a struggle to focus, but there's also something called hyper-focus, right? And I, re I resonate with so many different, uh, you know, aspects of, of the ADHD experience. I haven't been uh, actually diagnosed or anything like that, but I do experience times where it's hard to focus, but then once you're in it, you're like in it and it's hard to pull away, right? Um, I don't have a question around that. That's just something that I'm saying that is really interesting that there's so many different ways to look at it, you know, and, and being in hyper-focus, I think, puts you in a position to get a lot more done. Is that something that you're seeing with the people that work with you? And if you're able to highlight that, do, are you seeing that they're able to, you know, take that level of awareness and kind of use it to their benefit? Yeah, and some of that, that's why I'm coaching is because, a lot of what is tied to all of that is shame and, and guilt and judgment. And like, so people in general are kind of hard on themselves. People with ADHD are incredibly hard on themselves because they're taught their whole lives to like sit still, be quiet, um, 
focus right now on something you don't care about. Stop focusing on the thing you do care about. And it's all against how their brain works. And so there's a lot of shame around how they do things. Um, and so helping remove some of that shame and guilt helps free them to, to embrace and learn to love parts that this part of themselves that's not going away. Like just because your brain is wired differently doesn't mean it's a disorder, doesn't mean that you're less than, doesn't mean anything else. It just means that your brain is wired differently. And when you learn how to work with your brain versus against it, again, that shame leaves so that you're more free to be able to do what you want to do. You also have better tools to be able to work with your brain instead of against it. And there's a lot of freedom that ends up coming through as a result. Yes, indeed. And there's so many, I think that shame and guilt is something that should always be addressed because it's the biggest thing that holds us back, you know, in so many different facets of our life that, you know, I, I think that no matter who you are, whether you have ADHD or not, you should address shame and guilt and release any regrets because you need that confidence to move forward and use what you have to get what you want to create what you were called to create in your life. And, you know, there's so many amazing people, so many entrepreneurs and geniuses that have had been diagnosed with ADHD. So I, I hope that what we're doing can kind of shine a light to kind of dive in and learn a little bit more about it and have you be able to shift it into a, a superpower, a super resource of yours. Just being one of those resources to help you make that shift, I got to ask you, what is it like to work with you? What's it like to work with me? Oh, it's, it's really incredible. I've been really listening to what other people are saying about me um, because I, I, I think in general, like I said, people are really hard on themselves. And so I keep thinking of my a past, I keep judging myself from a past version of me rather than who I am now. And so lately I've been learning a lot about myself through the eyes of my friends and my clients. And they would say that I'm, <laughs> I'm really loving and I don't put up with bullshit, which is really both important in this, in this job. Um, Cause I can lovingly like bring a mirror and hold space for, like I'm a master space holder. So being able to hold space for all of you, like one of my favorite things to say to people in my containers is all of you is welcome here. Cause people with ADHD apologize for their ADHD all the time. Cause they'll like be distracted and go over in conversation or they'll be doing something else or like whatever it is that they're doing. And I'm like, I said that to somebody, I was, I was going to a concert and I started talking to this guy about ADHD stuff. And he was coming off of his meds and he was apologizing for it. And I just looked at him straight in the eyes and I said, all of you is welcome here. And he like stopped and he was like, oh, oh my gosh, like so much love. And he like actually took in what I was saying and felt it like I could, if he was, maybe if he was not a black man, he might've started crying. Um, Cause I know the conditioning of being a man, especially as a black man crying in the street, it's not okay. But, <laughs> but he felt that. He felt it. And I, I have that often that impact on others. Other impact that I have is um, people get more shit done when they're in my space. Even my friends who don't have ADHD, I'll be on the phone with them and they'll get like six projects done while we're talking on the phone. I'm sitting doing nothing. I'm just like chilling on the phone, doing nothing, but they'll be like doing all of the things. Um, so I know that the, the motivation and like the, also the like, I really believe in people. And so like, I, I can see, 
what is possible for someone if they want it. And if they say they want it, like, I want to help you get there. So like I said, I'm going to love the fuck out of you, celebrate the fuck out of you, and then also give you the kick in the ass when you need it. Yes, indeed. I think that's the best that you can ask for. You need that love and kick in the ass. That's, that's for sure. That's a fact. So I'm sold. And I know that I'm not the only one. So how do we get in contact with you? Yeah, the best way to get in contact with me, honestly, is on Instagram at Coaching with Jess. Um, I have all of my stuff there. I have a lot of content on Insta- Instagram, so you can see a lot of my free stuff. My website's also there, justabose.com. Um, and I have one-to-one coaching available. I also have the group program that we t- mentioned earlier, ADHD Get Shit Done Bootcamp. It's a six-week program for women with ADHD. Um, and I have something coming out here in the near future that's going to be like a subscription deal. So look out for that. Uh-oh, teaser time, teaser time. So tell us a little bit more about the boot camp. Who is it for? Like, how does the person that enrolls in the boot camp know that this is for them? Yeah. So a woman with ADHD, and it, you do not have to be diagnosed. Um, <laughs> I have learned, I have actually, I wrote a whole blog post about this, about there's so many women that are all of a sudden getting diagnosed with ADHD after the pandemic because all of the tools that they had used to help manage their ADHD went away. And so then they were like not doing really well during the pandemic and wondering why. And then TikTok blew up and there's a lot of really cool things about ADHD on TikTok. And so they started resonating with it. And at first it was like, oh, everyone must have ADHD. And then they read more and saw more and they're like, wait, do I have ADHD? And then many of them did the hyper-focus thing and learned all about ADHD in 12 hours. Um, and so some of them are diagnosed and some of them aren't, um, you don't, it doesn't matter to me and it doesn't matter to me if you're on meds or not on all of you is welcome. Right. Um, I, I, I love giving people permission to do, to be free and do them like medicine works for some people. Medicine doesn't work for others, whatever. Um, so for the boot camp, like I said, is a woman with ADHD diagnosed or undiagnosed and, um, who's like ready to get shit done. <laughs> That's the whole point of the boot camp is getting shit done and people who struggle with it. But we don't just do the outer work. We do some of the inner work that is attached to why you're not getting shit done. And some of that is the way that you talk to yourself. Women are notoriously really hard on themselves. And so and like I said, AD, women with ADHD even harder on themselves. So we work on some self-talk um, because when you are very unkind to yourself and are berating yourself in your mind about the things that you're not getting done, it goes into that spiral, making it harder to get that shit done in the first place. So we're working on not only the outer, like actually getting shit done, but the inner work to make it easier to get some of that shit done. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm celebrating you. All right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you for showing up so powerfully in this space and supporting, you know, the people that need you the most. Um, I, I love talking about this and I love, you know, your energy. I, I can't say it enough, um, but we can't talk forever. But before I do let you go, I got one more question for you, Jess. My question for you is, what can anybody listening right now do to live a little bit more by design instead of by default? 
stop apologizing. <laughs> That's one of the things that I drive me the, the most crazy is how often I hear people apologize essentially for existing. And you get to take up space, you get to be too much, you get to be too loud, you get to be too distracted, you get to be however you are, and there is no apologies for being who you are as you are. You're not broken, there's nothing wrong with you, you're perfect, whole, and complete. And that is the thing that I would love for people to take away, like stop apologizing for existing. Stop apologizing for existing. You heard it here first. I hope y'all do not hesitate on jumping down into the description, hit the link, connect with Jess today. And if her message resonates with you, if you feel called to, go ahead and check out her content on the socials and join the boot camp. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's all end of May. End of May. Yes, indeed. Do not hesitate. Thank you, Jess, so much for spending some time with us on the Mindful Money Makers. And for everybody listening, as always, love, love, be well, and don't forget to have the guts to follow your guts. Peace. Yes.